Hello, you're listening to No Such Word as Can't with me, Hazel McBride. I was always told growing up that there was no such word as can't, and I genuinely believe that that mentality instilled a belief in me that anything was possible if I just set my mind to it. As someone who started off with a seemingly impossible dream and somehow made it my reality, I want to help more people achieve their goals by giving them actionable advice, as well as sharing stories from others who have done the same. Today, I am so excited to sit down and chat with, she's fresh off of her European win. She's now European champion of modern pentathlon. It's Charlie Follett. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, congratulations, European champion. How are you feeling? Oh, honestly, to be honest, it still feels quite surreal. I went into the competition with no expectations whatsoever um had quite a bad lead up going into the competition everything seemed to be going wrong so yeah I went in feeling very chilled didn't expect anything at all and then yeah just step by step er everything went right um yeah I came away European champion so very very exciting amazing so obviously you're here to chat um all things modern pentathlon uh, which I'm so excited to hear about but for any people who don't know who you are can you introduce yourself yeah, so I'm Charlie Follett, um, I'm 25 and obviously do a sport called Modern Pentathlon, um, which I know lots of people haven't heard of, but I personally think it's a very cool sport. <laughs> um, so it's, it's running, swimming, horse riding, fencing and shooting. Um, and I train full time um, at the University of Bath. Our national training centre is based there. So, so we all sort of congregate there um, and train there. So it's, yes, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic facility. Um, but yeah, I, so I was doing a, I was studying at university um, for the past sort of five years and I finished that last year. Um, so just training full time now, which I'm absolutely loving. Yeah, well, you've obviously had massive success in the sport so far. Were you always sporty growing up? Um, yeah, I, I mean, from a really young age, my parents sort of encouraged me to try just about every sport. I mean, I didn't, didn't start pentathlon until a bit later, but yeah, from a young age, I every sport you could possibly imagine, I I tried and and sort of decided which ones I which ones I preferred, um, and then I probably started pentathlon about the age of fourteen, maybe. Um, which yeah, as soon as I started doing that, I knew I knew that was the one for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, growing up, I I loved sports, so so yeah, that was always a passion of mine. I always feel feel like pentathlon or maybe it's changing now that more people are becoming aware of it as a sport but I always feel like it's one of those sports that you do come to a little bit later in life and do you think that's because it's just comprised of so many different disciplines? Yeah I definitely think it's it, it's it's such a difficult difficult sport to get into because there's so much to it and there's so much variety and all the sports are completely completely different mm. um so I do think you know you maybe pick up a couple and then add some more on as you go along but it yeah to get all of those five sports nailed and and you know trained to, to a high level for all of them it it does take a little bit longer than, than most other sports to be honest which discipline did you start with like is that how it worked or did you just kind of dip your toe in all of them and then build it up so I my story is a bit different because my dad actually did pentathlon when he was younger so that's oh, okay. sort of how I sort of drifted into it um 
I, I mean, I ran and swim from ran and swam from from a very young age, um, and always always really enjoyed it. I was part of swimming club, um, and running wise, I didn't do it to a particularly high level, but I just enjoyed going out for a few runs with dad. Um, and then horse riding was sort of the point where it all sort of changed, and I decided probably going down sort of pentathlon might have been the route for me. Um, so I started riding when I was probably about. 10 um which at the time my parents were were very anti I don't think they wanted I think the expense of horses and all of that time and effort I think they they weren't they they didn't quite want us to go down that route at that age but um yeah my auntie bought us some riding lessons and and my sister and I absolutely loved it um so yeah when when we got into riding we joined pony club um and they did a thing called Pony Club Titrathlon, which was running, swimming, um, r- riding and shooting. So basically all the sports apart from fencing. Um, and as soon as I as soon as I started doing Titrathlon, I was I knew that was the one for me. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, picked up fencing a little bit later on. Um, but, but yeah, no, as, as soon as I started, I knew I knew I absolutely loved it. Was your dad having done it before? Was that a big part of you really choosing to pursue it? Um, I think so. I mean, he never sort of pushed me into it in any way or or even it was sort of I kind of found that path myself. Um, but I think because he'd sort of come from a riding background and then also done pony clubs at triathlons and things, he sort of knew that route in and probably it did definitely contribute towards me, you know, pursuing it as a career, but but he was yeah, he was very supportive, but not not in any way sort of pushing <laughs> pushing me into it. Um, which yeah, which was good. It obviously having that support is so important. Yeah. So when you decided to kind of pursue pentathlon and you knew that you had to start fencing, what was it like getting into that sport? I think it it was quite tough. Like fencing, I did pick up a lot later. Um, and actually, to be honest, a lot of pentathletes do pick up fencing. A little bit later it tends to be either fencing or riding that people pick up pick up a bit later on um and it yeah it was it was quite a shock fencing is quite different and there's the whole sort of psychological side to it like getting your head in the right place especially at competitions and things so yeah it took it took a little while to get to get used to fencing um but there were some amazing clubs locally and you know quite quickly I, I managed to manage to pick it up um but but yeah no I weirdly fencing is probably one of my favorite ones now despite despite picking it up later on um, what do you like about it I think I like I think I like the fact that there is sort of this psychological side to it like especially at competitions the mental side comes in so much making sure your head's in the right place you're not too over emotional it it's lot of tactic there's a lot of tactic tactics involved in it um so it's not just sort of the physical side of it there's there's a lot more a lot more to it which which I do enjoy um I was actually fortunate enough to do some pure fencing um international competitions which was really really cool a completely different experience to pentathlon um but yeah an amazing experience what makes the two so different um so in pentathlon it's just we just fence to one hit um so we fence everybody so in a final there's 36 athletes um and you fence each one of those to one hit 
whereas in pure fencing um you fence your opponents either to five hits or to 15 hits and it's the comparison I know it probably doesn't seem doesn't seem that different but but fencing to one hit is a completely different sort of you have completely different tactics and a completely different game plan um so yeah it was quite it was quite fun to see go to an international fencing competition and see sort of how that how that worked and you know the different tactics involved and things um yeah no it's it's great fun <laughs> do you feel like that gave you a bit of an advantage then to going into fencing with pentathlon because you'd had that experience I definitely yeah I definitely do think it helped and you know when you go to these fencing competitions pure fencers that's all they train for and they put all their time and effort into just fencing um so when you when you're fencing these people and you're getting hits on them and, and feeling feeling like you can't you can do it then you go to pentathlon and it's it's yeah it, it does definitely definitely give you some confidence I think um and just yeah just an amazing experience really yeah and you spoke about you know the majority of people who do pentathlon they start off in several disciplines when they're younger and then have to pick up the others when they're a little bit older is there one discipline that you would say is probably the hardest to pick up when you're older um I I think riding is probably the most difficult one to pick up obviously because I came from a riding background I've been riding for years and years and years um and ridden all sorts of different horses but still I get to a competition and I still get that little nervous feeling in my belly and it does it is it's just it's it is nerve-wracking I think when you're getting on a horse you don't you don't know at all and you've got 20 minutes to warm it up and get used to it it's it's a completely different experience and I think for someone who hasn't come from a riding background I can't even begin to imagine how they must feel when they get on those horses um it's yeah I I, I have great respect for for people that pick it up later because I do think it's I do think it is definitely the most challenging one um I think probably like running and swimming they're fairly simple to get into and like a lot of children do it from a younger age so they're okay um fencing is obviously a little bit more challenging just because there's there's a lot of tactics and things involved in it but for me I definitely think riding riding is the one that yeah coming to a little bit later I, I imagine it's it's quite quite a struggle yeah and we'll get into kind of the riding discipline part of pentathlon a little bit later but I mean I I agree with you I do not know how you guys meet a horse know it for 20 minutes and then go out and compete on it that that is genuinely terrifying um even to experienced riders I'm sure um what does your I know you mentioned you're at the University of Bath and you you do pentathlon full-time but what I can't imagine what your schedule is like I know how regimented and disciplined that it has to be for any sports person any elite athlete you're juggling five dis like do you just train all day every day <laughs> sometimes it feels like that um so I'm obviously up at the university um and our national training center is based there so basically everyone comes to Bath to train um and all the coaches support staff everyone else is all based at that facility so well, yeah I, to be honest I'm super fortunate to be to be up there and, and have all of that because it without that it would be a real struggle but they basically send through like a weekly schedule um at the beginning of each week which plans all our time out for us um so whether you're at university um and you're 
doing lectures alongside or your full-time training they sort of schedule all of that in for you um and then yeah you basically just just walk up to all the training sessions and and get it done but we we usually do sort of three or four training sessions a day um so we'll often do we'll usually run and swim in the mornings and then fence or you know shoot or whatever in in the afternoon um so yeah the days do fill out quite a bit and it, it does sometimes feel like we're just completely non-stop um but but yeah having having it all sort of scheduled for us and and you know the coaches and everyone are amazing at sorting that for us so yeah we're we're lucky on that in that respect how do you manage that mentally because I know it's very different having the mentality of an athlete myself with a swimming background it was the same you know it's four hours a day swimming in the morning and then in the evening you get used to it but you know the amount of time and effort that you're putting in every single day like it's physically demanding and there's also a lot of pressure on you as well how do you then you know take time for yourself and make sure that you're doing okay mentally alongside all of that yeah that's such a good point it 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 can get quite challenging and I think at times like it's just super important to realize when it's all getting a bit overwhelming and just sort of take a step back from it and really give yourself time to just just let it settle I think because it is so intense and you know with five sports it's it is very full-on our coaches and all the support staff around us are very good at you know addressing it when they notice we're maybe overtraining or mentally just struggling a little bit they do just allow us to sort of take a bit of time if we need it um and yeah encourage us to just sort of have some time to ourselves and and reset because yeah when you're when you're in that training environment all the time it can it can get quite overwhelming um especially when there's you know big competitions coming up um and the pressure's on but but yeah just I think I think the more I've done of it and especially now I've finished studying and stuff it is I think I've just sort of learned when I'm just sort of getting to that point where I need to just take a little step back and just give myself a little time to breathe um and allow my brain to reset a bit but but yeah, no, I think because of the amazing support we have around us, it it, it definitely helps in it. Yeah, it just, it, to be honest, without that facility and without the support staff, it would be a lot, lot more challenging. So yeah, I'm very grateful for all of that. Yeah, support 100% makes the difference, you know, whether it's your teammates, your coaches, your parents, you know, having, just having someone to talk to. Like, oh, that training session sucked. Like, oh, I feel my body doesn't feel good. Like, I just need some more sleep. Can I go and have McDonald's pancakes now, please? (laughs) You know, it definitely really helps. Um, I think it's great that they plan everything out for you because I can't imagine not only doing the training, but also trying to plan your own training would be very quickly, very overwhelming. Does it change very much when you're coming into competitions like do you train a lot more do you kind of taper off so that you're well rested how does that work yeah so we we often have a bit of a taper especially towards bigger sort of more major competitions um it does chill out a little bit sort of more sharp speedy work um especially for running and swimming um and we we sometimes have training camps and things leading up to the bigger competitions which which are always good, especially for fencing. It's quite nice to fence some different people that you're not, because mm. whilst it's amazing training at the 
National Training Centre, we we fence the same people pretty much every week. Um, so going away to training camps and fencing some different people and even just having a change of scene leading up to competitions can be can be quite useful, I think. Yeah, I can imagine. So, you know, you've taken part in quite a few big competitions now. So when you first kind of got into, you know, competing nationally, internationally, what was that like taking that step up? If you know me at all, then you will know that I absolutely love fantasy fiction. Do you know what I love even more than that? Being able to find stunning and subtle pieces of jewellery or clothing that reflect that. So Beautifully Broken is a small business run by Terry, and she makes one-of-a-kind pieces that tell a story. Just as the books we love inspire us, Terry aims to create wearable words that motivate you. Visit SoBeautifullyBroken.com or visit the links in the description to shop. So I, I actually started competing internationally a lot later than a lot of people. Um, my journey started a, a lot later. Um, so it, it was, I think it was probably a lot more nerve wracking because when I first started, everyone sort of knew each other. They'd been competing internationally together for years and years and I was just kind of this new girl that just rocked up on the scene um and yeah it, it's a it was a huge jump up from all from anything I'd sort of done in this country and I remember the first competition I was so nervous you know going away with these people that I'd you know heard a lot about and I'd read a load of things about it was it was quite it was quite nerve-wracking um but just such an amazing experience you know being able to put on that GB kit and step out there for the first time was just it was something I'd always dreamt of um, and to be finally out there doing it was yeah was amazing. Yeah it must be quite an incredible moment um, and for people that aren't familiar with the sport what does a competition for pentathlon look like? So <laughs> it's actually changed a lot in the last year um, we used to just have a semi-final and a final um, so the semi-final would be all of the athletes and then it would the final would just be the top 36 athletes um and you wouldn't you wouldn't have ridden in the semi-final but you would have ridden in the final and done all the other sports alongside but it's actually changed even more now so we we have a qualification day and then the top 36 athletes go into a semi-final um you have one day which is just a fencing day where you fence everybody and you get a fencing score and then you have a semi-final and then a final but your fencing score from the fencing ranking round carries through into the semi-final and the final. So, you know, it become, it's now quite important in that fencing ranking round to get a good score because whatever score you get there is going to carry you all the way to the end of the competition. Um, yeah, I can imagine that's probably difficult mentally because, yes, it's technically one sport, but you've got the five disciplines within it and how you perform in each discipline is going to determine your ranking. So... You know, yeah. if you have a great, you know, experience in four of them, but you kind of mess up or don't do your best in one, it must be really difficult to try and get that back. Yeah, it can. It can be really challenging. I think especially so with this fencing ranking round, you you get the most points in fencing now. So if you kind of if you start the day with a terrible fencing score, it is you just you do at times you can feel a bit defeated because it feels like it's all gone all gone terribly and you're starting off on a terrible note but actually the thing with pentathlon is 
you've still got four more sports and four more opportunities to bring that score up. And so many times I've seen people right at the bottom after their fencing round and they've, you know, run all the way up to the lead by the end. And actually we've got one of the girls from GB. She, she's renowned for that. She, she's, she really runs her way up and she's done amazingly this year. So I think it's always just sort of, you know, you can mess one thing up, but it's not losing hope and just sort of knowing Mm. that actually, you ha- you've got four more sports and it's not all over just from that from messing up one one particular sport um I can imagine yeah. it takes quite a lot of resilience to be able to say like hey okay I'm right at the bottom this wasn't very good but I'm not gonna let that affect me and I'm gonna go in with like a new slate like slate wiped clean for each new discipline yeah definitely it's yeah it's just completely resetting and even even within the sports like with fencing you know you can lose a couple of hits in a row and it it all feels like it's all over and it's all going terribly um but just having the skills to just keep resetting and despite losing a couple of hits in a row you just you've got to have that that mental capacity just to reset you know keep positive um and not allow yourself to sort of get in that hole where you're feeling just terribly negative about everything um yeah how did how much of it is tactical because I can just imagine you know obviously you guys play to your strengths and obviously you're elite athletes in all five disciplines but you know I can imagine some people being slightly stronger swimmers like you said people being stronger riders so you know how much of that comes into the atmosphere of a competition day do you know who your like strongest competitors are in each discipline or yeah I think so you definitely I mean everyone's obviously got one sport a couple of sports that they're better at in comparison to others um and you know sort of when you're going into the events which ones are likely to maybe run their way up or swim their way up um but yeah you definitely you definitely have your eye on (laughs) eye on people I think But, but the thing is because each of the sports are weighted differently so you get a different number of points so for example swimming you don't actually get that many points for in comparison to something like fencing or the running aspect of it um so yeah it 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 does it does vary quite a bit but it so it's not it's not so great if you're a really great swimmer because you're not going to get quite the benefit you would if you were a great fencer so yeah yeah I was just gonna say does that is that fair (laughs) I know it, it sometimes I mean for me swimming I my swimming's improved a lot actually so it's not quite the same now but I used to be particularly bad at swimming so when the points were quite low I was thinking actually this is this isn't so bad um but but yeah I it, it I think for people who are particularly strong swimmers it does feel a bit of a shame I think that they're not not quite getting the same reward for it so when you go into competition what's your kind of game plan what what do you know you're strongest at and what will you have to work on um so for me so after the qualifications out the way um and we've got the fencing ranking round that's really where I think I can kind of come into my own so at at Europeans that was sort of the breaking point that was how it all sort of happened for me because I got a good fence in the bag um and then the rest of the competition can just kind of fall into place if you if you can start on a good score um that just stand you in good stead for the rest of the competition um but it because there is a lot of pressure on that fencing day you you do see some people struggling with it so it's really about just getting your head in the right place um and yeah just 
being very positive about it um and yeah if you can if you can start in a good position it, it just makes the rest of the day a lot a lot easier um I think one thing that's nice about pentathlon as well is you don't necessarily know who's gonna win like there's no one is there ever anyone who's like a shoe in uh yeah to be honest there are some people who are just consistently I mean obviously you never know with the riding you never know what horse you're going to get and things yeah things wrong that are just out of your control but there are there are some people who just they are just very very consistent um but I think I think that consistency just takes years to develop because not only have you got to get five sports right on the day but to do that consistently takes takes a lot of practice and I think there's a huge side to it um and getting that right I think yeah it doesn't come overnight so yeah I think the people who are most consistent I really think are the ones that have been in the sport for years and have just sort of been there and done it and and know how to get themselves into that into that mental place with it um yeah, yeah I can imagine and you mentioned just there obviously the riding element as well you know I think for anyone who doesn't do pentathlon, who watches pentathlon, <laughs> will kind of have the most interesting viewing experience, I think, when it comes to the riding. Um, and, you know, obviously recently there was the controversy after the, the Tokyo Olympics about the riding element. Has there been anything changed with regards to the riding element since then? Or is it still the same? Oh, it's It's so difficult. It's a real, it's been a, big big issue within our sport um and it and it is it's a, I mean it's a huge shame for for people like myself and and actually a lot of the GB pentathletes who have come from riding backgrounds um I think that they've tried to put things in place over the past few years and probably just haven't quite succeeded in you know making putting things in place to make these issues and correct these issues um and yeah it, it's so difficult to talk about because it just it's just a real shame and you know they're 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 planning to remove it entirely um and replace it with a completely different sport which to me just seems totally unfair and, <laughs> and a slightly slightly easy way out of it all but yeah yes it's, I it's... agree I think it's the the taking the easy way out is just to say we're not going to do this anymore instead of you know meeting in the middle or changing a couple of elements you know some things that seem obvious you know like don't just give you 20 minutes with a horse like let you know what horse you're going to ride a week in advance or a few days in advance like give you a day with that animal to kind of build a bit more of a rapport with that animal to ask people about the horse and say what what does this horse like does this horse respond to the leg does this horse yeah. you know not respond to this very well etc because you know, even just being able to ride a horse for a few hours rather than 20 minutes will will help enormously, not just for the riders, but also for the horses. Yeah, no, for sure. And like riding, it's so difficult because when you come from a riding background, you you get a feel of a horse and it you can you can get to grips with it quite quickly. And of course things go wrong. I mean, I've had some absolute nightmare rides, but generally you sort of know where you've gone wrong and you can hold your hands up and admit that your mistakes or whatever um but it is if you have come from a riding background it is quite easy to sort of get a bit of a feel of the horse and and know where you are with it but I think for people that aren't as strong at riding there is more challenging and I think 
you know, if there were more rules put in place as to the standard of riding and, you know, ensuring that these people are, are to a suitable level, I think, I mean, it would sort, sort a lot of the issues out. Um, but yeah, they're, they're just, that's not, not been done, which, which is a real shame. Well, yeah, I mean, I think nowadays in the media, there's, there's obviously a very knee-jerk reaction, especially when it comes to animals, because rightly so, you know, everyone gets very passionate and very emotional when it comes to animals. And, you know, yes, we like we like to think that we have all of the answers. Um, but, you know, if you look at horses, show jumping horses, eventing horses, when they are paired with a rider they have a bond with, they really enjoy the discipline. You know, they they enjoy jumping, they enjoy going out to work. You know, this is what these horses are bred and trained for. So there's nothing inherently wrong with show jumping horses, but I like what you said about trying to ensure standards of riding to make it safer for horses and riders. Yeah, definitely. I just, it, it, it is, it is, it's difficult for us because we come from, a country that you know horses are really accessible we have amazing facilities also, yeah and it, it's it is easy for us to sort of sit there and say well why are these people not able to do this and that but but I I, I just think that there must be a way that we can ensure that the level of riding does improve without just completely ripping riding from the sport entirely because pentathlon isn't going to be pentathlon if riding is not in it it's like taking cycling away from triathlon it just it would make no sense because that is the sport and to take away riding and add something else in that's a completely completely different sport in fact yeah it just it just it's not it's not pentathlon <laughs> at least for me it's not anyway um, no I, I think there can be more definitely more nuance um found in it and I hope that going forward um there is you know a solution found that works for everyone um, but if anyone is listening to this who wants to try out pentathlon or kind of wants to get started, what kind of advice would you give them? I think I just advise them to sort of be, well, firstly, just to go for it, because I know, obviously, with five sports that are so niche and, and different, it it can, it probably does feel a bit overwhelming. And for me, you know, I obviously my dad sort of helped me get into it and I can only imagine that actually if you're on the outside and you're looking at how you get into all five of those it probably seems a bit a bit extreme um but I I, I really think just yeah just just go for it and and just start even just start with sort of running and swimming because they're sort of the easier ones perhaps to get into um and just just pick it up and just just have a bit of fun with it and see 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 how you feel about it really um but but yeah I, I like I genuinely think it's it's the best sport and you can't you can never get bored when there's when there's five five sports you're doing um yeah well Charlie thank you so much for sharing everything with us um and congratulations again on your recent win at the Europeans and I can't wait to see where you go from here perfect well thank you so much for having me it's been lovely chatting to you of course Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this week's episode, then please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Sharing on social media is always a bonus, and I will catch you guys next week.